and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Today's and today I'm here with Lisa Partington-Weber. Hello Lisa, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Sorry well, a bit of a sore throat, but other than that I'm okay. Oh, I hope it's not coronavirus. We're hopeful, very hopeful. Have you had to have a test or anything? No, not, no, I haven't, no. It's just a sore throat with, there's no temperature or anything like that, so... I haven't even, well, I have, of course, constantly thought, is it, is it, is it? But there's no temperature, so it's fine. Yeah, I had coronavirus in mm. March. Yeah, just at the beginning of March. Oh, wow. And um, I didn't really get a temperature, but I did start with a sore throat, mm-hmm. only for like a day or so, which was really weird. And then, but I had the barking cough and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah grim. Anyway, um, confession time. I'm not drinking today because I'm decorating my whole house and I'm too effing knackered and, <laughs> oh, we can, we can swear, by the way. I'm too knackered and um, I've got to do more decorating after this, so I thought I'd better stay a little bit sober. Plus, I feel a little bit hungover from drinking all the red wine last <laughs> night, so I'm not going to drink. No, yeah. Um, so what are you drinking today, Lisa? I am drinking vodka with Cherry Pepsi Max. So I used to be a strictly Diet Coke with Cherry Girl until I just couldn't really buy it anymore. So I switched to the Cherry Pepsi Max. And now it's my signature drink. I drink it all the time. Unless I have the dark fruit cider. But I have to be in the right mood for a cider. Whereas I'm always in the mood for a vodka. And, you know, yeah, I've just had my mum and dad staying for the weekend and they, they're cider drinkers and I just cannot drink cider weirdly. So um, really? yeah, it's not a drink for me, sadly. Anyway, Lisa, what is your business called and what do you do? So my business is LPW Virtual Assistant Services and I am a virtual assistant. So I basically, well, my tagline is I do the odd jobs. I do your odd jobs so you can do your real job. Um, And I pretty much do whatever people ask me to do, really. So it, it varies from person to person and client to client. What made you get into that business? Um, my kids. So... I've had quite an interesting working background, really. Um, I've got a law degree. Um, having finished that, I worked in a gym. Uh, leaving there... <laughs> Love <laughs> it. So I qualified. Uh, I, I finished my law degree and uh, worked in a gym. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but strictly on reception. None of the fitness malarkey. Um, I left there and I started working within the MOD um, in admin. Um, and during, while I was there, I trained as a hypnotherapist and counsellor. I had my own business as a counsellor for a while, and then I had my eldest child. I did go back into it again, but I found that it took too much away from me and didn't leave me enough to give my son. And I, and I, I wanted to give him my everything. So I closed that business um, and I actually worked at Tesco. Um, anyway, after having my second son, I returned to Tesco, but my eldest son really, really struggled with me going out to work every Sunday. I only did one day a week. That was it. One day. I was with the little darling six days a week, but he couldn't cope with that one day. And a friend of mine said that her friend was a virtual assistant. Um, she sent me a link to a course that her friend had done. And yeah, the rest is kind of history, really. I started doing the course just over a year ago. Um, got my first client near enough straight away because I was lucky enough there was my stepdad. Got my second client in October, which is when I really was like, oh, okay, this is it now. This is my business. <clears throat> um, and it's been growing from there. 
So do you have a kind of niche that you wiggle into, specific type of person that you like to do VA <coughs> services for? Niche, not so, not so much. So I work for one man and two women, although technically one of the women is married and I kind of work for her husband as well. But uh, the two women I work for... We'll forgive for, her. I know, right. Um, so the two women are quite confident women who are a bit scatty they're brilliant at what they do but thankfully they're not they don't have a go at me if I go slightly off piste or if I'm a little bit too relaxed one week or if the kids have been causing me too much trouble and I haven't got quite as much done some weeks as I do others um they're great fun to work for so I love working for great fun women and you know stepdad um and yeah they're just chilled out and if I get it done by one day I do and if it takes a little extra couple of days that's fine so, so what's your favorite type of tasks that you do and the things that you absolutely bloody hate because I it sounds like you <laughs> should be doing work for me but you know we've got the beautiful Claire that deals with all the shitty end of the stick that oh, I bless. am physically incapable of but are there, are there tasks that you also hate doing but you know have to do or love doing uh research sometimes some like some of the research that i have to do i do get a bit oh god i just i just wish i didn't have to do this this week yeah. but then the 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 highlight and i really don't see how i can top this is one of my clients wrote a book and she said to me right i want a celebrity mum to write the foreword to this book off you go you've got two weeks wow uh, yeah that's the look on my face i was just sat there i was like Oh shit! I even said to my husband, I was like, "How the hell am I supposed to do this?" And he was like, "You're not. You've got nothing to offer these people. Like, you're like, if you don't do this, it won't be your fault." But I did it. I did it. I got not only did I get a celebrity mum to write a foreword, I got a second celebrity mum to give us a quote, and I got a third celebrity mum to read the book and to record a what turned out to be half an hour long interview of just, "Wow, this is amazing." This is actually amazing. She's what was the book it. and who were these celebrities? So it's called, I've got it right here. It's the GCSE Survival Guide for Parents. You've actually had the writers on your I was going to say, I've had them. You awesome. have. Um, so we, I managed to get Terry Dwyer to write the foreword to the book. Wow. She, she was amazing. Terry was amazing. Sorry if you can hear banging about, but apparently my <laughs> family wants to uh, send me completely insane this evening. That's just my dog now. But yes, we got Terry Dwyer to do the foreword. She was amazing. She did it all whilst she was um, getting ready to release her latest film. She was so down to the wire. Um, we got Claudia Winkleman to give us a quote for the back page. <gasps> yeah. Love a bit, Claudia Winkleman. I know. It was amazing. I, I, I contacted her manager and she replied to me within half an hour and said, she can't give you a foreword, but we can give you a quote. And I was like, oh, it's amazing. Um, and Sinetra Sarka, oh my goodness me, she was just the, amazing. She yeah. did the recording interview and it literally the highlight of my entire life. Because I said to my husband, do you know what? We've, we've got the foreword, but the book launches next week. So I emailed Emily and I said, they're, they're really lovely, Terry and Sinetra. Would you, would you like me to ask them if they do a recorded interview with you before the launch? And she was like, yes. And Sinetra yeah. said, Sinetra was also really, really busy. She was recording Gogglebox and she said she'd do it. And she connected with Emily on LinkedIn and sorted it all out. And it was just, I was, 
I, I do little happy dances when I get stuff like that. And I was at my in-laws when Sinetra said that, yes, she would do the interview. And I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. I was just so happy. It was, yeah, such a highlight for me. No, I want, it's really important to, well, one, love what you do and two, oh, yeah. get those, those parts of the job that are awesome and amazing. Yes. So how have you found running your business through lockdown? Has it changed in any way? No. Not, well, actually, I took on another client who, another one you've actually had on your podcast as well. Um, I took her on in May. We started working together. Um, and that was fun because I do more hours for her than anybody else. She's another amazing lady, brilliant. She had the, amount, she had the knowledge. She's incredible. Um, so I was then trying to homeschool the eldest while the Ugh. toddler, while the toddler was literally, he doesn't allow that. I'm not allowed to take my attention off him for a second. The eldest won't work independently for me. He will for school, but not for me. No. So I, trying to homeschool, entertain a toddler, and run my business. I was so, I felt so lucky. I've, I've been so grateful through everything that's gone on because I still work part-time in a supermarket. Oh, really? so, so my job there. You've managed to get out. Oh, that must've been amazing. It must've felt yeah. like a spa day. <laughs> it, yeah, it did actually. So one day a week I left the house and went to work and it was lovely, but terrifying. In the beginning yeah. few weeks, I was pretty terrified. My anxiety was really high, but then it mellowed and it was okay so i i've been i've felt very lucky during lockdown because i've still been working i've been working more than i was prior to lockdown my business has expanded um i've kept my supermarket job so i could have a day away because working from home with two children i, I needed a break yeah but um i count myself lucky it's been really really hard so hard to manage everything I do all of my work in the evening I don't try and work when my kids are awake it just doesn't happen so from about seven o'clock onwards that's my working day um by which point I'm pretty knackered in yeah. my jammies just wanting to lay anywhere really floor well bed, I've already confessed whatever. to you that I I work in my pajamas regularly yes. in fact I have my pajama bottoms on now <laughs> and um and also, you know, have like client meetings on the phone, yeah. not video or anything, while in the <laughs> bath and everything. I, yeah. you know, I really, I, I try and multitask all parts of my life at all times. Yeah, I do. I work in my pajamas most of the time. There are some days where I will stay in my clothes purely because I'm, I want to try and be a bit more level-headed and awake. So I'll stay in my clothes. Other days I'm too tired to stay in clothes. And if I get in my pajamas, that wakes me up more because the day with the kids is exhausting. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I I genuinely can't think of anything worse. What I've done is so our our business has been was crazy busy in the beginning of lockdown because we were helping so many clients close their um, businesses. We do a lot of work with salon owners, so you can imagine yeah. how insane that was. And then that kind of um, teetered off, and we we kind of kept things level because it. One, I had coronavirus at the start, and two, it kind of exhausted me and Claire. We've both got kids at home, homeschooling, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So we've kept an even keel throughout. But um, two, three weeks ago, um, one of my clients asked me to start coming back into the office because I work with them um, one day a week. And, oh, my God, <laughs> I literally jumped it. I, usually oh. I'm like, oh. 
oh, I can't be bothered going into a yeah. client office, you know, especially for the full day. Uh, I was like, yeah, adult <laughs> conversation. Nobody asking me for snacks, sharing, oh, bis- you know, yeah. biscuits with people that are grateful to see me. It was just yeah. amazing. So I am loving being out of the out of their house one day a week. It's just oh, I can glorious. Imagine. I can imagine. My yeah, youngest has just started preschool, so he was going to be going three hours twice a week now he's going two hours four days a week and I work so yeah night, well I, I have 10 minutes when I get in to make my breakfast and I sit down at my laptop and I work and there's no interruptions there's no children what are you doing <laughs> mommy can you get me a snack yeah like, your dad's over there that was the soundtrack to okay. lockdown for me I'm hungry yeah. can I have yeah. a snack I'm hungry. And that even my husband was exactly the same. I was like, please. Because my office is right <laughs> next to the kitchen. Oh, so gosh. everyone just walked past and all yeah. I heard all day was, I'm hungry, can I have a snack? I'm hungry, can I have a snack? I'm hungry, can I have a snack? I was like, oh my God, <laughs> leave me alone. So, Do yeah. you not know where the fridge is? <clears throat> just endless. And I found, and my, my office is tiny as well. So I found everyone yeah. just congregated inside of it. Like, Hi. What are you yeah. like, no, fuck off. Leave now. Yeah. I actually did a net I did a networking event um at the end of August and I had both the kids at home, but my eldest, he's good, he'll just bugger off outside and entertain himself. The little one threw a tantrum because I couldn't quite understand what he was trying to say to me. So he I sent him to the corner at which point he picked up a toy and threw it. And he had such good aim it bounced off the back of my head. Thankfully, I was on mute. So I did the thing that we do and I was just like <laughs> turned around ah, you will sit in the fucking corner yes well, mummy's going to kill you slowly yes. and painfully at the end of this phone oh call. yes and then i turned I think, back around again i was like yeah mm-hmm. the best ever i had and my i think my daughter was way too old to, to be doing this to me but she was about six years old and one of my one of my clients we did regular uh conference calls like video conference calls way before any of this zoom malarkey but it was just their thing they they enjoyed it we used to have them you know at least once a day it was it was you know their thing whatever fine (laughs) and she walked in to my office and before she'd even clocked anything or at all she just went mom i've done a really stinky poo (gasps) yeah and it was like, oh, I mean, I just, I think I stopped breathing for a little while. It yeah. was quite one of, yeah. He still talks about it. In fact, really? he texted me, yeah, he texted me today, not asking about the stinky poo, but he does bring <laughs> it up quite oh regularly. And it's just that like, kids are just a joy to be around. Yes, they are. Being a working mum is awesome. So have you, what was your plan for your business and has it changed at all because of all the coronavirus? Um, at the beginning, it kind of did. I think I went into a period of reflection. Um, at the beginning of my business, my aim within a year or so was to end the weekend job, um, to stop having to go out of the house because my son got so upset. He wouldn't sleep properly the night before. I'd wake up with him in my bed. And then when I got home that night, he would just cling to me and be in my bed. And I was like, I can't do it to him. Um, by the time coronavirus hit, he'd actually chilled out a bit. Um, and, but at that point, my plan was still, you know, I don't want to work weekends anymore. I just want to be at home. And then coronavirus hit and I was like, oh, shit. You know, the job that I do, 
I'm a key worker now. I've got a supermarket job. You know, the wages aren't terrible where I work, but you know, I was like, oh God, I'm a key worker now. My, my business as I do as a VA, I'm fine at the moment. You know, I, I'm earning enough to survive. That's fine. But it's not a key worker job. If something like this happened again, I've got a key worker. So I, I think I had a month or so where I was like, nah, I'm, I'm always going to keep this job. I'm always going to keep it on. At the moment, I'm very much aiming to leave my job before Christmas if yeah. I can, or by Christmas. There is always going to be that bit here that says, you're an idiot. Stick with the consistent income. Stick with it. Don't give that up. Stay with it because you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm aiming because now that my kid is back at school, I get one day a week with him. And yes, that day he's usually an asshole. And I'm yeah. usually gagging to go to work on Sunday. But I would like my weekends back. My mum lives by the coast. So my aim is to leave my job so that we can go up to the coast at the weekends and just enjoy time with the sea rather than city life that I have where I live. So. Yeah, I bloody love. I mean, I I'm, I'm I am a city girl. I'm definitely a city girl. But I can only be a city girl consistently because I spend a lot of time at the sea and stuff yeah. like that. And this, I think, that's why I really struggled by the end of lockdown because I didn't have all of those like little trips that got me back into yeah. nature and stuff like that. You know, we're lucky where we are. We're right, you know, really close to nature, so I can get out and about. But being cooped up just isn't natural for me at all and I need the kind of I need to hear the waves I need to see the sea it instantly chills me out yeah although saying that though we did go to Devon for a week and um I was so excited because you know I just love the sea and I I love all parts of it what I hadn't realized is that (laughs) seagulls don't fucking sleep so we (laughs) We got this beautiful yeah. cottage near the harbour because I love things like that. And it was just quaint and beautiful and it's, you know, amazing. And I love fish and, oh God, this is going to be gorgeous. I did not fucking sleep for a whole <laughs> week. Those things oh are loud and they yes. do not sleep. No, no. It's one of those rose tinted things yeah. that then reality kicks in. I went camping yeah. for two nights over the summer with my kids the rose tinted was outdoors it'll be amazing and lovely real life was there was a cockerel that woke up very and it was just fucking hot and we didn't have a proper it was lovely my my kids loved the experience but I very much enjoyed my shower when I got home and I loved my bed when I got back into it you need to come camping with me because I well, you know, it's, it's evident I'm insane, but I had, <laughs> I had uh, our main tent. I had uh, another tent for the kids. I had, nice. and then I had a blow up living room tent. Then <sighs> I had a shower tent. So I had, Amazing. I had a shower and a toilet. I had, there was only six of us there. I had 15 chairs. Um, <laughs> I had family visit every single day. Wow. I made a roast dinner on Sunday. You know, I just... That's amazing. I, I don't do camping. I do full-on glamping. I bought a truck and I just filled the fucking thing. And it was just amazing. And that I sat in a field and I got shouted at by 
farmers and stuff like that. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Loved it. Farmer's that wife told me I was a rude word. I am. I am that rude word. Fair enough. Oh, my goodness. I oh know. Goodness. I know. Well, fuck it. Anyway, we're coming <laughs> to the end of the podcast, so tell everyone where they can find you. So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, awesome. Which is basically it, really. I've, do you know what? I've, I keep thinking about getting a website, but I'm busy enough with work that I don't need one. So I am on LinkedIn. I am on Facebook, although I only accept personal friends on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, but LinkedIn is where I'm at with business. Well, now we're uh, best friends. I'm sure you can yes. add me yes. and people can find you that way. I, I love being on LinkedIn. I love connecting to professional people, talking to professional people. Um, I just love seeing what everybody does. There is a lot of boring salesy shite on there, but I like LinkedIn. You get to meet so many people and connect with so many people. I've had quite a few dick there. pics via LinkedIn as well. <gasps> so it's not all professional people, although it might I'm be a professional out. dick pic maybe. Yeah, I'm missing yeah. out on that one. Yeah. Oh, I feel a bit gypped now. Yeah, I, well, I haven't had as many through lockdown, so I suspect maybe they don't tend to send them while they're working from home with their family. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I can see why. I yeah. Well, yeah, but then, you know, you can't just lure me in with one dick pic and then leave me for six months. It's just rude. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? It is. No, outrageous. Anyway, if anyone wants to find you, it's Lisa Partington Weber, so check her yeah. out on LinkedIn. Anyway, we end all of the podcasts with an eight-mile moment. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. Make that very clear. <laughs> I love Eminem, and I love the eight-mile, and he does all of his rap battles by saying all the worst things about him. Skinny is white, his mum lives in a trailer, so that his opponent can't say anything back, about, bad back to him. So, Lisa, what are the worst things about you? Oh, I swear too much. No. I shout too much. If I'm no. frustrated, I'm a bitch. Really, I'm a, I've, I've been horrible to a lot of people this week. Um, I, I always think that I'm a bit lazy. I don't think I actually am. I just feel like I am, but I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not a very nice person sometimes. Nah. So, yeah, Can't be perfect all the time. I mean, obviously I am, but it's oh, yeah. hard work. Of course you are. Of course. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Lisa. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast... Or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Lisa. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye.